0: hello and welcome back to texas tech health check from texas tech university health sciences center i'm your host melissa whitfield having a loving relationship with yourself and setting boundaries is important for your mental health and your well-being if you struggle with that like most of us dr alan karenik has some helpful advice for us dr karenik is the managing director For the TTUHSC Employee Assistance Program and Program of Assistance for TTUHSC students. He reminds us that it's not selfish to put our mental health needs first. Dr. Karinik, welcome back to our podcast.
1: Well, thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Can you remind our listeners what you do here at the Health Sciences Center and tell us a little bit about
1: yourself? Sure. So I'm the director of the Counseling Center here at Texas Tech Health Sciences Center. This is where we provide counseling services, individual, couple, and family counseling to individuals whose employers contract with us for those services. And that includes Texas Tech University and the Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm also a a marriage and family therapist. I got my PhD in marriage and family therapy at Texas Tech University back in 2001, and uh, I've been here at the Health Sciences Center actually since before I I got my PhD, but but certainly since that time, and it's a great place to be.
0: Well, again, welcome back. And a year ago, you were on... And you talked to us about getting along with our partners and recommended partners get therapy. But I think sometimes people forget to put themselves first. How can we show love and care to ourselves?
1: Yeah, advocating for ourselves sometimes is a a difficult thing. But self-care and loving ourselves is really essential. You know, whenever we fly, the uh, flight attendants always remind us that if, you know, you lose cabin pressure and oxygen masks drop down, put your mask on first and then assist those who are traveling with us. Many of us are socialized to take care of others and to make sacrifices for them. And that can be a good thing in many ways, but it can also be a problem, especially if we're not balancing our care for others with our care for ourselves. And showing compassion to ourselves while also showing compassion to others. You know, some people think that it's selfish to love ourselves and to care for ourselves. And they may feel guilty if they do that. But I believe that loving ourselves is good stewardship. It's valuing ourselves and the life that we live.
0: How can we set boundaries, and again, without feeling guilty or stress— when people are being disrespectful or hurtful to us?
1: Yeah, if people are being disrespectful to us, and especially if they're being hurtful to us, setting boundaries is critically important. Um, Our health, our well-being depend on it. Now, you asked me how we can do that without feeling guilty or stressed, and that's the hard part. And it's the reason that many people are reluctant to set boundaries. Well, to overcome feelings of guilt when setting boundaries, we have to know that it's the right thing for us to do. We might still regret having to do it, but that's different from thinking that we did something wrong by setting a boundary or that now we're the ones who's doing the hurting. Um, Convincing ourselves that it's okay to set a boundary that someone might require talking to a counselor or to a trusted friend or, or family member. As for avoiding stress, when we're setting boundaries, that's, that's really difficult, especially when we're just learning how to do that with someone who doesn't want us to set boundaries with them. It's stressful to deal with their resistance but though it's stressful, it's, uh, it's better for us in the long run, and it usually gets easier the more that we practice it. You know, Melissa, when, when thinking about emotions associated with boundary setting, there's one more that I'd like to mention, and that's fear. When we start setting boundaries, we often don't know how the other person is going to react, some kind of retaliation. Is a possibility. They may even threaten to end the relationship or or actually do so. And it's that fear of negative consequences that's a real deterrent for some people and it keeps them stuck in unhealthy relationships. And that's where talking to a counselor can also be very helpful because we can we can address those fears and we can think about the not only the cost of setting boundaries, but the benefits that come along with that.
0: Now there might be different situations with a person, with a longtime friend, or family member, or someone they don't know. When is it better to just talk about the conflict?
1: You know, sometimes people think that uh, avoiding something is not really making a choice, but it, but it is. And again, there it's understandable why sometimes people don't want to lean into. Talking about these kinds of things because of the conflict that can be created, but you know generally speaking, the best time to talk about any conflict is when we're feeling relatively calm and the other person is in a a, a state of mind or a mood to be able to listen and to be able to understand what uh, what we're what we're bringing to them. But I think in this situation when we're talking about setting boundaries. We also need to understand that when we're trying to talk to someone about this, the mood can shift very quickly. In fact, some people will intentionally escalate the negativity in order to silence the other person or to get them to back down on the thing that they have decided they want to change in their relationship. And and because things can go south rather quickly – Uh, a good strategy always is to give a lot of careful thought to how we want to approach this particular matter. And and then when we do, to use a soft startup rather than a harsh startup. Now, when I suggest using a soft startup, I'm not talking about being timid. I'm not talking about beating around the bush and, and being, you know, indirect. We need to be confident of what we're saying and what we're asking for, but then also avoid what seems or could be perceived as a personal attack on the other person.
0: Why do some find comfort in situations where they might be taken advantage of?
1: Uh, That's a great, great question. And unfortunately, that sort of thing does happen. And some people do find some comfort in in those kinds of situations where they're taken advantage of. Typically, I believe the explanation for that is found in something called maladaptive cognitive schemas. So let me explain what I'm talking about there. So cognitive schemas are like the contact lenses that I wear. They impact how I see things, how I view myself, how I view the world around me. So these, these cognitive schemas affect how we view ourselves in relationship with other people. Some of these schemas are really healthy, and they, they serve us well. But other schemas, these maladaptive schemas, become life traps, and they limit our, our possibilities in life. But though maladaptive schemas are unhealthy, they nevertheless provide comfort because they're familiar to us. It's the way we've always viewed ourselves and viewed ourselves in relationship with other people. And and they reinforce what we believe and they reinforce some of the experiences that, that we've had in life. So changing these schemas to something healthier is actually disorienting at times. Well, two maladaptive schemas that often interfere with effective boundary setting and advocating for ourselves are one called a self-sacrificing schema and another called a shame and defectiveness schema. The self-sacrificing schema says that we're only a good person when we're sacrificing ourselves for others and doing what they want us to do. The shame and defectiveness schema says that we don't deserve anything better in our lives than to be taken advantage of because we're flawed and we're defective. In fact, we're just lucky that anyone wants to be in a relationship with us. And, you know, it's really hard to advocate for ourselves when those are the prevailing sets of beliefs that we might hold.
0: Are there some exercises or things that we can do to remind ourselves that it's okay to walk away from hurtful or uncomfortable situations?
1: Yes, there there certainly are, Melissa. One of those I've already mentioned, and that is to, to talk to a counselor to get some clarity about our situation and also to begin to challenge those unhealthy thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves and and what we're worthy of. And that's especially important if we're the victim of something called gaslighting. I don't know how many in the audience uh, are familiar with that term, but gaslighting uh, is when we're constantly made to feel like we're, we're the problem we're the 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 one who is always at fault for for problems in our relationship and that we only have ourselves to blame if we're unhappy with things those people who want to take advantage of us and want to keep us in in a one down position in our relationships will often use a lot of uh, a lot of gaslighting and if we accept that that's true then we're going to feel like we're the ones that need to change and not the other person. Another, I think, very worthwhile exercise is to daily affirm our value and our worth. You see, these maladaptive schemas tell us lies about ourselves. The truth is we are worthy of love and connection, and we are worthy of respect and to be treated well. And we're not here to be abused or to be taken advantage of.
0: I do recommend people watch that movie Gaslight because the uh, Ingrid Bergman's face when she realizes that she is not imagining things—it's like, oh, I am not mm. insane. I am, mm. yeah. <laughs> These things are happening to me. Yeah. It's like her face just like lightens up so much.
1: Yeah, and it's not my fault. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, then, is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: Maybe a couple of things I could add to this uh, discussion. One of those is that when it comes to setting boundaries, consistency is important. We know that behavior that is intermittently reinforced is the hardest behavior to extinguish. That means that if if people's behavior is occasionally rewarded they're going to they're going to continue behaving in that way so once we decide what we want our boundary to be we need to be intentional about insisting that that boundary be respected you know closely related to that is something that i call rechalking the lines and i i got that watching my my one daughter's uh, softball tournaments years ago, I observed that the various lines on the field were regularly being re-chalked. And that was necessary because the lines would get trampled on and it would become less clear what was fair and what was foul. And so when we're setting boundaries, we often have to re-chalk those lines, especially if it appears that we're slipping back into old unhealthy patterns which sometimes we do because that's kind of what we're accustomed to the most. A second thing that I would add is this, that change, change is difficult. We know that, but especially when we're talking about relationships and how we we function in relationships, change is, is really difficult. Uh, so much of our behavior in relationships is automatic. It's by default. Sometimes we're actually at a why in the road where we could choose a different path, but we don't even realize it. Instead, we stay on that path that we've, we've always traveled that's familiar, that is maybe comfortable for us because of its familiarity. So the process of change often requires recognizing those whys in the road and then choosing a different path for ourselves. And if that's what we've determined to do, And then we find ourselves kind of missing the turnoff and kind of doing the the same old, same old stuff that we've done. That's okay. And I say that's okay because the key there is that we have recognized that we're, we're, we're traveling the old path again. Having recognized it, then we can back up and get back on the right path. And the more that we intentionally choose that new path, the more that will become familiar to us and the more we will develop a comfort level with it. And in the end, that will pay tremendous dividends for us.
0: Well, Dr. Kroenig, thank you so much for coming on and reminding us to love ourselves and to advocate for ourselves.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Texas Tech Health Check is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tierra Castillo, Susanna Cisneros, Mark Hendricks, and me, Melissa Whitfield.